welcome to Shopping for Time. Um, this book has been a real game changer in my life and my walk with Christ. Okay, this is not, we're just gonna do this. There we go. Um, for a number of different reasons, but I think mostly for the reason that when you pick up the book and you think, shopping for time, who doesn't need more time? And who wants to be able to do it all and not be overwhelmed? That title sucks you in. And by the time you finish the book, you realize that you have all the time that God has given you on purpose. And probably what needs to change is some of your expectations or some of your to-dos or maybe things that you think are a priority but probably aren't a priority. And so part of the reason that I absolutely love this book is that it's very practical. It's in-depth enough so that you realize this is what God is talking to me. He's using his word and talking to me specifically about the roles that I have currently, not what I wish or what I was or what may be in the future, but today, which is so important for us as women. It's just really, really practical, which is, I think, so great. The theology and understanding who God is and how he created us to be and what he thinks and how he is is so very valuable. But if it doesn't affect our today, then really, what are we doing? He wants us to live for him today. He wants us to be more like Jesus today. And so that is really exciting. We do love our phrase, more people, more like Jesus. And my prayer has been for the last few weeks that that would be true of all of us after this study, myself included. <clears throat> As I started thinking about why it is that we need more time, why it is that we feel overwhelmed and rushed and stressed out and wanting to do it all or wanting to have it all or wanting to be it all, I just immediately got drawn to Pinterest, which maybe you also get drawn to Pinterest, or Instagram. I get hung up on Instagram like you would not believe, and then it just is a downward spiral. It's great for about five minutes, but after the first five minutes, it's not good anymore for me. Maybe you are, maybe you're a better woman than I am, and you can handle all the, all the stuff, but it starts to just eat away at what I think I'm satisfied with, what I think I'm comfortable with, what I think I'm okay with, what I think I should be, what I think God wants for me. And I really tried hard to copy some commercials off of Instagram, you know, when you're sliding, scrolling and looking at cute little nieces and sweet little babies and that's a great new house and then all of a sudden there's a bathing suit or a pill that makes you not want sugar anymore. What in the world is that? <laughs> And so I couldn't figure out how to get it off of Instagram. So I found a couple commercials. Steph, would you mind grabbing the lights for us? I found a couple commercials and I picked these three on purpose and maybe you will identify with them like I did. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Everybody knows that, Parker. Well, did you know auctioneers make bad grocery store clerks? It'll be 23. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hmm. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Everybody knows that, Parker. Well, did you know auctioneers make bad grocery store clerks? It'll be twenty-three fifty. 
now 75, 23, 75. Hold them, hey, to get down 23, 75, 24, hey, 24 dollar, 24 and a quarter, quarter, now half, 24 and a half and 75, and 25, now a quarter, hey, 26 and a quarter, don't them, hey, to get down 20, you want to do it, five and a quarter, sold to the man in the khaki jacket. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Mom? Dad? Hey, Google, what's on my calendar today? You have one event called House to Yourself. Yeah. Hey, Google, add aftershave to my shopping list. Hey, Google, remind me to clean these sheets later. Okay, I'll remind you. Too bad AC. Someone's at the front door. What do I owe you? Looks like you paid online. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Okay, cool. Hey, Google, turn down the temperature two degrees. Hey, Google. Begin Operation Kevin. Operation Kevin underway. You will get a settled feeling when you hear. Better get out of here before somebody sees us. Hey, Melissa, the whales need your help. I love whales! Go, Melissa! Now the trees need you. The ice caps are in trouble. Hey, Melissa, now the rhinos need saving. Rhinos? It's hard to be an eco-warrior, but it's easy to drive like one. Introducing the most fuel-efficient crossover, the Kia Nero. But if you think about each commercial in its, in its of itself, the first one, the grocery store clerk, how many times do we see something or watch something or hear something and it's you need to move quickly you need to buy it fast it's only going to be on sale for the next 24 hours or 24 seconds and we need to move quickly i feel like that at the grocery store all the time like we can need to buy it now because you never know when bread and milk and eggs are going to go up again with the next snowstorm <laughs> or the second one the macaulay culkin video <laughs> in home alone we have we just discovered home alone at our house Two out of the three of us just discovered home alone at our house this christmas so home alone is it's pretty funny at our house, but how many times do you need, feel the need to have the newest phone or the newest automatic vacuum cleaner or to be able to schedule Google to do whatever? We were just in Florida. We got back yesterday with my mom and her gal pal Luann, and gal pal Luann is in her mid-60s and has never seen Alexa before, so she could not, she could not understand that we would talk to a computer and the computer would answer us to the place where she wanted it unplugged. She didn't want us to talk to it because what else did the computer know? But that just shows you where we've come in the last couple of years and how much the rush is there. And then the last one with our good friend, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> we do not endorse her movies. How many times do we feel like we need to do it all? 
to be it all for not just our family and not just our husbands, not just the people immediately in our lives, but all of a sudden we need to save the whales or we need to protect the environment or we need to do all these things and they're not bad things. None of those things are bad things. We love Alexa at our house. She's a member of the family. I would love a Roomba right now. That would be amazing in my life with a busy five-year-old. But understanding the difference between what's good and what's better or what's better and what's best is where we're going to start this morning. Those commercials are silly. But you need to understand that those are what society thinks that we should be all the time. Society... Those makers of those commercials don't consult God's word. They don't ever say, you know what? You need to be filled with thankfulness. They don't ever say, you know what? You need to be patient and kind and loving. When I Googled some commercials, what I didn't show you were a bunch of commercials that inspired women. But it wasn't to be kind or to be faithful or to be loving or to be gentle or to be generous. It was to be the best that you can be or to make sure that you're living up to your full potential. It had nothing to do ever to point you with anything even remotely Christ-like. No one who is making a commercial or making a TV show right now is doing so through the lens of scripture. So I hope that through this study, more than anything, we will see our need for um, what we like to call in our house gospel glasses. Um, some scripture sunglasses maybe, some scripture shades, to be able to look at everything through the lens of the word of God first before we say, oh, I mean, you know the feeling when it starts here. I really need that new purse, dress, sunglass, vacuum cleaner, car, phone, whatever it is, it starts there and it takes over. But if we can get to the place where it doesn't even take root, it, our satisfaction isn't there, that's gonna be amazing for all of us and actually what God wants for us when we're shopping for time to be able to start there. So we asked you to read the introduction in chapter one and if you didn't have a chance to do that, that's all right. We're gonna kind of walk through it a little bit today. Um, but in thinking about this study, in thinking about what we're being told from the world versus what we are being told in scripture, you probably asked the question why. I was talking to... Um, I'm gonna point you out, Stacey, if that's okay. I was talking to Stacy, and she said, I just don't feel like I have time for this study. And then a couple weeks later, if I don't feel like I have time for a study on making priorities in my life, then how overwhelmed am I actually? Which I think is amazing and actually so encouraging for Stacy to listen to the Holy Spirit in her life, which you all did the same thing. To be here this morning, you've said yes to this and no to something else. Sometimes it's work, sometimes it's sleeping in, sometimes it's having a quiet morning to yourself, sometimes it's grocery shopping, sometimes it's going to the gym, sometimes it's time with your husband. Whatever it is that you said no to, to be able to come to this study and actually give yourself the opportunity to think through why and how and the because of all of it, the Lord is going to use that in a way that, that blesses you not necessarily in a way that you will see right away as, oh, that's a blessing from the Lord, chalk one up for me, but definitely down the line. <coughs> um, I was talking to somebody the other day about why this study, and I just kept coming back to the why not? Why wouldn't you want to? We're gonna get back to that a little bit later, the, the why not? But if our goal is to be better today than we were yesterday, I, I have never ever met anybody that's like, I'm okay. I don't wanna be any better than I am today. Like if today is the highlight of my life, 
thumbs up for everybody. It was a good, it was a good run. And today is, today is the best it's ever going to be. No, everybody wants to be a better mother or a better wife or a better Christ follower, a better neighbor, a better daughter, a better sister, a better friend. So why would we do anything other than go to the word of God to find that? It's also so neat that when you go to the word of God to look for how to grow, he answers you. <laughs> Those are some of the things that just are amazing to, to me, that we go to scripture and God says, this is what I want you to do to be more like me. And when we do it, we're more like him. It's not rocket science. I was trying to think of something that's harder than rocket science, and I couldn't think of anything. So we're going to go with rocket science as the hardest thing that we could do. But um, it's kind of fun. We're going to talk about the best use of time. We're going to talk about being spirit-filled. We're going to talk about growth, intentional growth. I turned 40 over Christmas, and I didn't try to turn 40. In fact, I have done quite a few things to try not to grow older or to turn 40. That happens unintentionally. You can't stop it. There, you know how you have kids in your life. You cannot stop their growth. They're cute and they're sweet and they're little and then they start walking. And then they're cute and they're sweet and they're toddling all over the place and then they start pulling things. And then they're cute and they're sweet and they're little and you have everything safety, child locked, and then they start talking. And then they start talking in ways that you would not approve of. And then they start talking at you in ways that you would not think is kind enough. And so they're always growing and we can't stop it. But have you ever stopped to think that we don't grow intentionally, spiritually? If you never open your Bible again, you're not going to grow ever. I want to make sure that we are on the same page with the spiritual growth side of it. Scripture teaches, and we believe that you come to Jesus once. You are saved once. He, he saves you. He becomes the Lord of your life once. And at that moment, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, which is so cool. But did you know, although you cannot lose the Holy Spirit and you cannot lose your salvation, and once you belong to Jesus, you belong to him forever, the Bible recurrently talks about being spirit-filled. It's not a once-and-done thing. It's kind of like um, if you never drank again, you would still be thirsty. Even though your body is made up of water, there's still water in there, you would still be thirsty if you're not putting more fluids in. Same thing with a plant. If you never watered a plant again, it's not really going to, that would have been its best day ever, the last day that you watered it, and it's not going to get any better from there. So for some reason... We're going to talk about this in Ephesians 5. For some reason, we leak when we're trying to be spirit-filled. You can be filled, and then you need to be filled again. So somewhere between filling 1 and filling 2, or filling A and filling B, we leak. But it's not a bad leak. It's a giving out leak. So if you have your Bibles or your phones or something, if you have um, the ability to open the Word of God, try opening to Ephesians 4. If you read the first introduction in chapter 1, she mentions Ephesians 4.1, and she mentions <coughs> Ephesians 5.15 and 16. And I wish, I mean, I know she didn't because this is supposed to be a nice, easy read, which is supposed to be more like a conversation than it is a Bible study, and maybe this will be more like a conversation for us too. Actually, maybe it will be a conversation wrapped in a laboratory. This is not even a workshop. Think about it as your time here, the, this week and the next three weeks following, and actually the week after that, because I'm tacking one on. We'll talk about that when we get to the homework. Um, 
I wish that she had gone a little bit deeper because in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, um, it says, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you have been called. Verse 2 says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one with one another in love. It would have been amazing if she had started to just walk through Ephesians chapter 4. And we're not begrudging her. She kept it simple, which we thank her for that in our shopping for time. But if she had actually decided to, to walk through a little bit, we would see right away, like she mentions in the book, like these ladies mentioned in the book, to be called, to walk worthy in a manner of our calling is a command. Paul is talking to these Ephesian believers, but he's also talking to us, saying, you need to. This is something that the Lord wants for you to do, wants us to be able to do. And then in verse 2, he goes through, yeah, and says, with all humility and guidance and patience, bearing one another's burdens. So not only does he tell you that you need to, he tells you how you need to. And if you walk through verse 3, here's where I just I love the, the Lord just does so, so much eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So he tells you you need to, he tells you how, and then he tells you it requires the Holy Spirit, which is so awesome to have the three in one, to be able to just continue to walk through that. If we were to work down a little bit farther in Ephesians chapter four, we would come to verse 15. This whole, whole passage is just so, so rich with all kinds of good little nuggets. But verse 15 says, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way in him who is our head into Christ. So that, when we talk about why this study and why now, first of all, it's commanded. Second of all, we need a how-to. Third, we get the Holy Spirit. Four, we get to be able to do it together. We get to be able to do it in community. Walking through this book, you can definitely do it on your own. For those of you who are listening who aren't present with us today, you can totally do it on your own. We've got a workbook to help you fast track a little bit towards uh, the end, the end goals in all of this, but to be able to do it with a community of other women who are trying to be more like Christ today than they were yesterday is a pretty exciting thing. We need each other. If you go a little further down in verse 23, it talks about being re renewing the spirit of your mind. That's part of that leakiness. To renew your mind is to be is to correct your thinking. If all you ever watch are those commercials or flip through Pinterest or get stuck on Instagram like I do, if that's all that's coming in, your mind is not going to be renewed by the things of the Lord. Your mind is gonna be renewed by what people who are spending millions of dollars want you to spend millions of dollars buying. That's not really where we wanna be. I don't have a million dollars to spend on pills that don't make me want sugar anymore, so. We need to go with it a different route, the route that the Lord wants, to, wants us to go to. If we go a little bit farther into chapter five, I know this is such an overview of all these. Amaz there's so much packed into all of this. We're skipping over Paul's pattern for godliness to put off the negative and put on the positive and why. I mean, there's just so much in here um, that would be great to study. But verse five, again, there's another command that says, be imitators of God beloved children and walk in love. It's not that you are responsible to just do it on your own. It's not like the Lord is using Paul to say, hey, figure it out. This is what you need to do. You're on your own to figure it out. But how many times do we as wives, mothers, 
managers of a home, somebody told me they put that on their taxes, Ma major primary purchaser, something like that, of what they do. If we were to work it all out, everything that we do all day, every day, but just try to do it on our own, we would fail miserably, which is probably why we feel miserable sometimes, is that we forget, so easy to forget, I do this all the time, that the Lord wants to be consulted in our days, that he has given us the Holy Spirit to help and to guide and to fill. It's not just us. It's not, the Lord is not sitting in heaven saying, Meredith, get it together. <laughs> I don't think he ever, ever, far as I know, he's never, ever said those words to anyone in all of history. So why do I feel like, okay, this is what the Lord wants me to do. I need to go get it together. I need to go figure it out. I need to go do something wonderful so that someone somewhere says, oh, wow, that's a really great whatever. That's a really great meal. That's, you decorated so amazingly. Wait, you only spent how much for that? Oh, your child is so blah, blah, blah. For some reason, I'm looking for someone to say something instead of focusing on the fact that what they should be saying is, I can see Jesus in you. You know what? You, you look a lot like Christ when you did this. You know what? I can see that you are spirit-filled. How amazing would that be if we started using that phrase to each other? I can see that you're spirit-filled because you're joyful and you're thankful and you're kind to each other instead of, okay, thanks. I think there, there's a, a mind shift that needs to happen. The verses that these ladies focus on are Ephesians 15, 5, 15, and 16. So if you get down a little bit farther, they're kind of theme verses for writing this book, and you can probably see it are, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. <coughs> That's a powerful, powerful two verses right there. If you were to just take those two verses without Ephesians, the rest of Ephesians, or even um, verse five, or verse one up at the top, that would be one of those like, oh, I need to go get it done. I need to, this is what he wants me to do. I need to go figure it out. I need to go get it done. But if you continue, again, we, we love them that they gave us these verses and we can look around and see why they were such a big deal to the original authors. If you look at verse 17, it says, Therefore do not be foolish, foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Working in student ministry forever, we went through that all the time. Every kid that walks through the door wants to know what the will of God is for their life. It's so fun to be able to give them this simple answer and be, watch their minds be like, well, I was kind of looking for like, should I date him or should I go to this college <laughs> or all that kind of stuff. But as women, the sa this is the same answer. Um, verse 18, don't get hung up on this first part. Do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. That's what God wants for us. That's the will of God, to be filled with the spirit. That comment about being drunk, that's a really easy picture even for us now, years later, when you think about being influenced by something. It's really easy even now to think when someone is drunk how they are influenced. But if you think about what people can be filled with as well, people can be filled with 
themselves. People can be filled with rage. People can be filled with anger. People can be filled with fear. People can be filled with joy. People can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Good news, good news. People can be filled with all kinds of things, but it's hard to see someone under the influence of being filled by fear. It's hard to watch their choices. So this word picture that he gives us right here, do not be drunk with wine, is an excellent picture for us to say, okay, they're putting something in that's influencing how they behave. And as he says that, he says, be filled with the Spirit. So again, just such an awesome parallel to say, don't let this in that affects your life this way. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and let your life be lived this way. If you look down at the next verses, this is why I'm so excited to be able to do this together. So when you're filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to the God and Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we have a, we have a why, we have a how, and we have a Holy Spirit, and we have the results of what it's going to look like. We can go to the, the fruits of the Spirit if we want, but I think that this is such a great flow through Scripture for us to be able to say, if I am shopping for time in a way that the Lord wants me to, and I understand that this is what He wants, this is how He wants me to go about getting it. Oh, and there's the Holy Spirit to help me with all of this, to be filled by the Spirit, and then to produce these types of things. Okay, now we have a lens, a biblical lens to sort through for this entire book, which is so, so very exciting. It's just overwhelmingly exciting. Um, I talked a little bit about the laboratory, being able to find something that works. When you think about an experiment, I don't know when the last time you were in a, a science class that you needed an experiment. Or the kitchen. Let's just talk about the kitchen. When you're, when you're baking, which is actually chemistry, I'm not sure if anybody knew that or not. <laughs> I just put that together like a couple of years ago, so I was pretty excited about that. When you're baking, there's always some consistence, some constant things that need to happen. There needs to be a rising agent. There needs to be something for everything to kind of hold on to. But then there's the variables, which can be anything. It could be chocolate, it could be cinnamon, it could be bananas, it could be bacon, I don't know, it could be pickles, who cares? There can be all kinds of variable things that come through. So here's how I want you to think about the next few weeks. The constant is that you and I need to grow more like Jesus Christ. And we do that by reading the Bible and praying. Those are the the three constants, being in the word, praying, two constants. The variables are the how and the why. And this book that we're going to walk through is really just a bunch of suggestions on what the variables could be. <coughs> we already had a little bit of, of chatter on Facebook about the 5 a.m. club. Maybe you saw that uh, at the beginning of chapter two, which is overwhelming to you in your life right now. I don't want you to be overwhelmed by it. The 5 a.m. club works for some of us. Sometimes for you, it may be the 8.30 club. Work, we'll work through all of that. Um, maybe you looked a little farther ahead and saw that we're going to talk about priorities. And you just, nope, priorities are not where you're at right now. You just don't have the brain space to think through it. 
it's okay. We're going to take it slowly. There may be some variables and all of that that you can start to add to your life. This book, as wonderful as it is, there's no magic involved in it. There's no secret recipe or a to-do list of all of these things. But it is amazing how when we set ourselves aside, when we pursue holiness to be more like Christ, God blesses that. He says yes to that in ways that we don't necessarily think. Honestly, I would never ever think that waking up at five in the morning would have a beneficiary effect on the rest of my days. But I, what can I say? I, I, it has worked. It has been powerful in my life to be awake when no one else is awake. When it feels like the only other person on the planet awake is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's amazing to have that time with the Lord when nobody needs me. I mean, the dog has to go out like 75 times for some reason as soon as I'm awake. But can carry my Bible with me, and <laughs> she's little, so it doesn't take her very long. But when nobody else needs you, when it's just you and the Lord, and you can have a time of hearing, of praying, of confessing, of singing, of encouraging, that's, that's so very exciting, and really where we want um, to be able to get us to. There's something about listening to the Lord doing what he says, obeying him, and then watching him work. I'm blown away that you're here because it took me, not, it has nothing to do with me, it took me a long time to realize the priorities that needed to be in my life. It took me a longer time to realize that my life is not mine. <coughs> as much as I like to say that, as much as I think that I walk that way to actually live it out, is a, is a stretching, growing process. So, that brings me to the workbook. Um, this workbook, I think there's one on the table for each of you, and if you're listening at home, we can get you one, too. Um, this workbook is designed to be a little bit of a fast track to help you walk through the book, but also to um, give you a space to work. It gives you a little... Uh, just think of it as your laboratory table, or you know, I don't know if you had a laboratory workbook, but anyway, um, if I was gonna do this again, I would already do it differently. <laughs> so there's red marks all over mine that would edit it a little bit differently, but it's just for us, we're just gonna walk through it together. So if you open yours, the very first sheet um, are discussion questions from the introduction in chapter one that we're gonna go through in your tables in a little bit. Um, but it's just really, hopefully practical, hopefully a way for you to apply the things that you have read and the things that God has challenged you with. Page two, uh, they're labeled, page four, Jason labeled this for me, so. <laughs> page four, uh, the top says sabotage sheet. <coughs> this is something that I really, really love. Um, I don't know where it came from, so I can't give anyone credit. Um, but I really, really love it because it uh, allows you a workspace to talk through with yourself, with your husband, with a friend, with somebody sitting next to you, what would be beneficial from this study and how it would fail, how you can fail, how you can sabotage yourself, what would be successful, what would be a hindrance to you. So we're gonna take a couple minutes to go through that and maybe you've never done a sabotage sheet before and if you haven't, oh, you're gonna, Get ready, you'll be hooked. You'll do a sabotage sheet for everything in your life. 
It's pretty amazing. Page five is um, just a real brief, sometimes um, I get most stuck in my prayer life, especially at five in the morning. And so this is just a very easy model, um, something very simple to walk through that allows you to focus on the Lord and focus on others, focus on what he's done for you. I'm not sure if your time with the Lord is emotional or not. Um, I don't think of myself as an emotional person, but I cry all the time at five in the morning with the Lord. There's something about being alone with him. He speaks loudly to me at five in the morning, and I get overwhelmed by the fact that he loves me because I know what a dirty, rotten sinner I am. I know how evil and wicked my heart is. And for some reason, he loves me anyway. And it becomes so clear and so loud and so vivid at five in the morning. My countertop where I sit has tissues, a thousand pens, stickers, (laughs) my Bible, my notebook, and my planner. And we'll talk about all of those things too as we continue to get farther. I think the Lord gave us stickers on purpose, so we'll definitely be talking about stickers. Um, Next, if you look at page six and seven, it looks like this. And um, this is not, this workbook is not required of you. This is not something that you have to do, although it is incredibly encouraged. There are five days for each week. It'll say day one. If you flip through, it'll say day 17. Um, This is just something to help guide you in the morning. or whatever time you do it. But sometimes for me at 5 a.m., I need a little bit of some prompting to work through because my mind goes to everything I need for that day. What's happening? What's Jason doing? What's Judah doing? Who's coming for dinner? What's coming next? When do we have the next date night? Do I have enough groceries? You name it. What's the weather? For, s- for some reason, did we get paid? I, that always happens in my life. Do we get paid? It's on the same, same day every other week, so I don't know why I always need it. What's my mom up to? All these kinds of things. Like, does the dog need a haircut? Has she had her flea medicine? You name it. At 5 a.m., they all come rushing through, which is overwhelming. And so to be able to have something where I can write down thoughts, today's activities, sometimes we have to start there first. Sometimes what's for dinner needs to be a priority, and, and we need to start there first. So this is really for you to use in any way you can. I'm going to tell you a little secret. In chapter 6, they talk about the 15-4 rule, which basically says for every 15 minutes of planning you can do in advance, you save yourself four hours of confusion and frustration and run around. And you will be, if you choose to use the workbook, you'll be practicing the 4-15 rule for three weeks before we even get there, which is super exciting for me. So over here, um, it has a passage We went with the Psalms because they're obviously amazing um, and they really point our hearts back to the Lord and his, I mean, how many times do the Psalms say his loving kindness or his tenderheartedness or his mercy? Really just a time of encouragement. You can use this and substitute the Sailorville Women's Study Bible for the day, the passage for the day, if you'd like. There's a place for you to write it out because I know that not everybody is an auditory learner, meaning not everybody read, learns best by reading. I am not, so I need to then draw it out or respond. So you can, if you like pictures, if you like colored pencils, you can hand letter it, you can, this is a great place for stickers, whatever it is that you want to do, this is your space to do it in. It doesn't necessarily have to be 
written out exactly like the text says. And then a place for you to respond to the Lord. <coughs> what difference does it make? A lot of times for me, it is um, an awestruck or an awareness of who he is or what he's done. But sometimes it's a, I'm confused. I don't understand all this. I don't like this part of my life. I'm really frustrated or why are you allowing this? This is a safe space. The Lord is big enough to handle our reactions like that, especially when we realize that every psalm that we're gonna go through comes back to, this may be how I feel, but this is what's true of the Lord. If you can come to the place where you have that pattern in your life, this may be what's happening in my life that I cannot, I can't stand it, I can't get away from it, it's driving me absolutely insane, but regardless, this is who the Lord is. This is what his character is. This is what he's done and how faithful he is. That's pretty important. Then some prayer requests. Um, some today's activities, just to kind of get you in. Um, activities and top priorities are different because probably everybody's top priority is laundry. So, and you don't necessarily want your activity for the day to be laundry, <laughs> so you can separate them. And then I put a song at the bottom. Um, I don't know if you want to gift yourself $25 and buy all of these songs. They're all songs that would point you back towards the Lord. They're all songs that I keep on repeat. Some of them, about half of them, are ones that we sing here at church, so they'll be familiar. Um, but going back to the passage, going back to Ephesians chapter 5, just down below where, where the ladies left off, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and singing and making melody. I don't know about you, but when I'm focused on the Lord, when I'm thinking of him and I spent time in his word and I am actively trying to be more Christ-like to the people around me, there's usually music. There's usually music in our home or I'm humming something or I can't let go of a line of a song. The Lord uses that. The Lord uses music in our lives. So I just wanted to include some music there that was encouraging for me. If you don't like it, that's fine. I'm, I can tough it out. Okay, moving on. So you have five days of that. So five days. If you are current in your Bible time three days a week, aim for four. If you're current every day of the week, awesome. Then scale back. Just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> not meaning that for real. <laughs> Keep going with every day. But at least five days um, because we are going to challenge you. At the center of your tables, there is a piece of paper um, we are going to challenge you for the next four weeks to wake up intentionally to spend time with the Lord. Maybe you already do, and that's awesome. But there is a piece of paper <coughs> at the center of each table that has four time slots. I think it's called the Rise Early or something like that. I, it was early this morning when I put it together. Um, so what I would like is for you to put your name and your phone number, and then we will put you in a text thread of all the other women from this study that would like to get up at that time to spend time with the word. So when you know that there's two, three, four, 31 other women who are getting up at the same time and you need to respond, I'm up, to a text thread, there's some accountability there, which is well, as well. There's also a ton of grace. There is no, reading this book and filling out this worksheet is not going to fast track you to more love from the Lord. There's nothing, nothing that we can do to make him love us more. This is all to help us become more like him. And if this is part of the experiment, part of the laboratory that doesn't work for you, then get rid of it. Do what works for you that allows you to grow more like Christ. 
on page 16 and 17, we have the discussion questions all ready for next week. So um, here's what we'd like you to do. For next week, um, it would be great if you could read chapter two and three, or if you haven't had a chance to read the introduction in chapter one, the introduction in chapter one is 15 pages. Chapter two and three together is 23. So it's not really that bad. Somebody a couple weeks, it might have been you, Lindsay, challenged a bunch of people to read for 30 minutes every day. Mandy, to read something for 30 minutes every day, which is tough. I, I mean, it's, I have a hard time getting Judah to do anything for 30 minutes a day so that I can read for 30 minutes a day. But if you read for 30 minutes a day, you would be able to read <coughs> this whole book a couple times through the week. So here's what I would really love with your reading this week, because it's only 23 pages, uh, and there's no write it out. You'll notice in the workbook, there a little bit later, there's some uh, spaces for you to work on some things that they suggest. The first time you read it, I would really love if you read it with a highlighter in your hand and highlight things that stick out to you. Then I would love for you to read it again, this time with a pen, and talk about why. The things that come back the things that you highlight, maybe it doesn't hit you the same way the second time that it did the first time, but if there's things that you have highlighted that then stick out even farther to you, I would love for you to write in the margins why. Does it, uh, does it apply immediately to your life? Is it something that the Lord is working on? Is it something that you have victory in? Give yourself notes. These books are, we can get them at a pretty cheap rate, so you don't need to give this away. This is actually one of those books that you'll probably keep forever. This is my second copy because my first copy of the pages fell out. It's that good. I would probably read it every year for the rest of my life. Um, probably need a fresh copy because I do write all over it. And I know that that sounds a little overwhelming to read it twice with all of your busy schedules, with your laundry, things to do every day. I know, I know, but... I don't want this to be a waste of time for you while you're looking to increase your efficiency and to be a better shopper of time. I don't want it to be a waste of time for you. So if you can figure out how and why things matter that you read or why it sticks with you or what this passage of scripture is actually talking about in your life, then you can change, then you can grow through it, then you can grow intentionally through it and not just, woohoo, maybe I, I grew a little bit you know, that direction. So that's a lot of information as to why this study, what we're going to do together. Maybe you have questions. Maybe you're a little overwhelmed right now. <laughs> if you're overwhelmed right now, take a breath. Um, it's, not, it's not meant to be overwhelming to carry you through the week, but it is supposed to help so if you have filled out that little thing, and if anybody has, maybe nobody has questions, that's fine too. I always have a thousand questions after the fact. Here's what I would like you to do. I'd like us to take five or so minutes and start on the sabotage sheet. If you wanna discuss it in your table, that sounds great. Um, if you've never done one and you need some help or you just wanna know where to start, um, just start at the basics. The more specific you can be, I will tell you that. Pro tip, the more specific you can be with your sabotage sheet, the easier growth is to measure or maintain throughout it. So for the next five minutes or so, we'll do that. And then we're going to transition into some of the questions from uh, the intro and chapter one. Can I speak really quick to that test for a thing? Yes. Um, so I first did this nine years ago. Um, Caitlin Cabane 
year and a half. And I started at 6.30, that was our time, uh, with these two other ladies. And I did not know them well. And we started texting at first night. I could sleep the first night, actually, because I was so nervous that I was going <laughs> to miss the text at 1.30, which back in the day was very early for me. I was nursing, I had a toddler. Nobody had to get up and go to school, so I, it wasn't really, you know, I didn't have to be up earlier than that, so it was a really big deal. Um, but we continued with that, and it was very simple. Like, we weren't having 6.30 a.m. conversations. It was thumbs up. It was mm -hmm. okay. That was it, you know. But as time went on, when we would miss every now and then, oh, I did text her during the day from Crystal, her name was, and she's like, I didn't get a thumbs up from you this morning. How was your day? Mm -hmm. And you could share. You know what? I was up all night with a sick baby. Please pray for me. I'm overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. we became the dearest friends. To this day, they go to... Uh, one of our church plants in Altoona, and she is still, I could just pick up at any time and be friends with her, and we were not friends before. Not that this is a way that you think you're going to get a BFF out of <laughs> It should say that, shopping for a BFF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you are connected at some point with other women spiritually, it does happen on its own mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so you also gain a different kind of friendship than you would from a friendship that stems from you know, interests or whatever, because your friendship is based on spending time with God and making him first in your day. And so she's a precious friend nine years later, and we were not friends at all when we began. So don't be intimidated by it, because you don't know who's going to be in your group. <laughs> right, you have no idea who else. You have no idea who else would be in your group. And um, for me, my, my busy week is Sunday through Thursday. So when I do, I try to aim for 5 a.m., which I really, I mean, I, it's to this place where I don't set an alarm anymore. I just, the Holy Spirit is kind enough to wake me up. <laughs> 4.46 usually. Um, but that's okay. I'd rather be woken up by the Holy Spirit and know, okay, this is when God wants me to spend time with him. It's not just that I can't sleep. It's not just that the dog has to go out. It's not just that it's hot or cold or I have to go to the bathroom. This is something that the Lord is doing. Um, way back in college, we had a chapel speaker come in who said, if you want to get up in the morning, pray that the Lord would wake you up. From two to four, it's just that you have to go to the bathroom because the Lord does want you to rest. Anytime after four, it's the Holy Spirit. I don't know if he was right or not, but it seems to be pretty accurate in my life. So yes, I will um, be texting the groups or... We can kind of figure out who wants to be texting. But I'll be up texting. So, um, and you can feel free to ask me. You can ask each other. We'll, I'll get those set up today. And then we can f identify who everybody is so that you know who's in your group. You can also plan to kind of stay in the same tables so that you have some accountability with the ladies that you're sitting with today. Um, this really is maybe unlike some of the other studies that we have done here at Taylorville, it's meant to be user-friendly. Um, it's meant to just get you down, get you dirty, get you to a place where you feel comfortable being stretched, if that makes sense. Um, every time that I've had some growth in my life, it has come with circumstances that I would not have chosen. Maybe that's true for you. Some of the harder times, some of the times that would be qualified as suffering, they're not things that I would have chosen. Except even in the middle of all of those times that I would not have chosen, the Lord still allows you to have a choice in 
how you worship, how you spend time with him, how you praise him, which, uh, think about that. The God of the universe allows you to choose when you spend time with him, at what stage you're going to read, how you want to pray to him, if you want to listen to music, if you want to draw. Oh, we worked with students. I have a thousand dancers, and how they expressed their love for the Lord was to dance. We had to make sure that it was, you know, not a certain type of dancing. But still, if that's how you, maybe you feel closest to the Lord when you're writing. Maybe it's when you're, I don't, I don't know, doing rocket science. Who knows what the Lord had and how he has wired you to do, to spend time with him and to love him and to glorify him. And if this is a way for you to figure out how he's wired you best, what type of learner you are, how you feel and give love best, we can work through all of those things to try to help. I will tell you this, I have gotten quite a few questions about planning, and I am a planner. I have a planner, I am a planner, but I am also, may not know this, I do like to fly by the seat of my pants as well. I like to be a little spontaneous and, some, and spunky at times. And so there is a mix. I've heard it from all kinds of people all over. The Lord directs the steps, not man. Man plans his ways, but the Lord directs. And you're not supposed to worry about anything except for today. I agree with all of those things. Obviously, they're from God's word. But God does not call us to walk through this life willy-nilly and just as a free-for-all. So there is a bit of a balance. If the planning aspect is something that you need help with, let me know. We can talk about planners, we can talk about stickers, we can talk about <laughs> pens to use and all kinds of stuff that we can, we can do. The other thing, the other side of that um, that really has come out of my life in this book is having a journal that works. This workbook is really started out as a prayer journal for the mornings, but there are literally hundreds of prayer journals. We, I have a couple that we're going to give away at the end. Um, I'll bring them on weeks three and four, and you can flip through. And from various price points, from $5 to $30, you can look through and see what would work well for you. Or if you don't like that, we can help you write your own, and we can have it bound, and you can have it bound. Staples is just down the street. We can, we can do whatever it is that you need to be able to walk with Christ a little bit closer. So having said that, it starts by getting down to business. So always step number one is put your name on your workbook. And step number two is flip to your sabotage sheet and take a couple minutes to do that. 